I encourage you to, when you get home, call somebody, invite them to a cantata today. Kelly has worked real hard of dealing with that crowd, and, and so bad that she had to call me in too. So she's double, double worked hard uh, on that deal. Is but the sanctuary. I wanted to make real quick. I made mention of this. Every time I come in here, every Sunday, somehow they sneak this stuff in during the week, and it just looks better and better, does it not? Uh, Martha was looking at, and the little girl was looking at that manger scene. I just want to remind you how hard a work I did. I watched Don set up about half of that. <laughs> That's how hard I worked on it. So, uh, but for all those who the flowers, uh, everything, it just looks so wonderful in here. Uh, so thank you for all those who have helped with that. Our lesson comes out of the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Uh, so let us go as we prepare. Let us read. I'm going to read from the New Living, uh, not the Living, uh, the New King James. Chapter 3, verse 1 in the book of Matthew. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea, <coughs> excuse me, there we go, sorry about that. Then all Judea <laughs> and all the region around the Jordan went out of him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Bro of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I. I whose sandals I am not worthy to carry will be baptized, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his house threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This is the word of God for the people of God. One of the things we do in church or in the church life and, and many other churches uh, they talk, we focus on Jesus coming, and, and we should, on the baby Jesus. And that's the, what we're going to celebrate on Christmas Day. But we need to remember Advent. The meaning of Advent is coming. And what we're looking forward to as we look past and celebrate Christ coming into the world, he come to the place that we couldn't go because of our sin, so he come and fix that problem for us. But he's coming again. 
He's coming as the judge. He's coming again. And that's what we're supposed to be focusing on. Remember our our theme for Advent for this church is Revelation chapter 1 verse 4. The one who was, who is, and who is to come. Good news, Jesus has not left us orphaned. He is coming for us. And he's given us the Holy Spirit until he comes. And so what are we to be doing during this time uh, in the church today to me compared to the old times and let me just pick on the methodist church for a minute uh, since 1776 when john wesley kind of started the founding of it and all that goes on with the beginning of the methodist church let's go through the 30s 40s 50s and 60s just in america you realize the methodist church for the longest time was the movement and the shaking of the country it was the Methodist Church, the Methodist Church that, that spoke up about slavery. It was the Methodist Church that uh, spoke up about child and got ch- child labor's laws. It's the Methodist Church that actually starts the public school system we have today. At one time, those singing Methodists, those crazy Pentecostal Methodists, at one time, believe it or not, we were singing Pentecostal-type people. Those people were the movers and shakers of the country because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Where are we at today? Where are we at today? And we live in this tension between Christ's crucifixion and Christ's coming again. And let me just give this, this message out to us. He talks about here, and our message here is John the Baptist. John the Baptist come, if you run all the way back to Kings and, and back there, uh, Elijah. Elijah's the, 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 best, the biggest prophet that we have and come with power and wonder and, and did mighty and mighty acts. Uh, and so Elijah, John the Baptist comes dressed just like Elijah. Elijah had a special meal. Elijah did all this stuff. The difference is, and, and Jesus even says that Elijah, John the Baptist comes in the spirit of Elijah. He comes in the spirit of Elijah. Uh, he comes dressed with him and he comes pronouncing it and telling about the word of God coming. That, that Jesus is here and Jesus is coming. He's coming and he's actually here on earth as we speak. And so he goes along with this. But the one thing people say, well, maybe John the Baptist was Elijah. Well, no, because he missed the power. He didn't rain down fire from heaven and all these other things that Elijah done. The church today. Oh, let me back up real quick. The Western world thinks chronologically. Things click from time to time to time to time and we just bounce down. One of the reasons it's hard for us when we study the book of Revelation, we, we, we want to think, okay, this got to take place, then this got to take place, then this got to take place. In the Jewish culture, in the Middle Eastern, really, it's not just the Jewish, a Middle Eastern culture, they think reciprocal. What happened in the past will happen in the future. What God did in the past, he will do something similar in the future. And so you got to understand with the mindset that comes to us here. God brought, and we see that many people, like even Moses was a form of Jesus coming until Jesus come. And then Elijah comes, and John the Baptist is the form of Elijah as he comes. And so Elijah is coming again. Elijah will come again before Jesus comes. But so where we live in this tension, the church lives in the tension that number one, we need to be like John the Baptist. Number two, we come in the power of Jesus Christ. We're to be the body of Christ. 
We're going along, and this is King's language here. It comes out of the book of Isaiah. This is King's language. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. In, in the old days, again, this is King Lake, Chicken of Middle East. When the king was going, the king normally rode horseback, camel. They carried them. Uh, four people would carry them. They mainly, they rode, and the king didn't want to go over bumpy roads. No difference, and I'm not talking about this president, any president, all the presidents. When the president is taking the motorcade somewhere, if they know in advance, guess what they do? They send the sweepers down, they sweep the road. If there's potholes in the road, they fill the road. Uh, we could use the president to drive around some of the roads of Lake Park. Uh, and so they would fill in the potholes and stuff. But they make that road as straight, as clean as possible. It's the king's language. The king is coming. And, and then in, the, in this uh, Old Testament time here we're talking about, there would have been people that would have stood up. The king would have sent forerunners before him. And, and so that people would have known the king is coming. The king is coming. And so when he come along the side of the road, there, there would be people there, you know, all hail to the king, all hail to the king. And there was announcers until the king showed up. This is what we are to be doing today. Jesus is coming. The world is lost. Sadly, many in the church are lost. Remember last week we talked there was two and two? You know, one was taken, one was left, one was taken, one was left. He wasn't talking about those on the outside, the non-believers. He's talking about the believers. And so we got to come to this question is, we got to come question, our job as the church is to be John the Baptist. To be making paths straight. And what we mean there is straightening out people's lives, helping them get their lives straight. You realize God, Jesus, had come as the baby and for sent us the Holy Spirit. He is still the Redeemer today. There is nobody with any sin, no matter how bad their sin is, that cannot be redeemed. We heard this guy last night speak at a, the Covenant Church in Valdosta that Mike Bass knows from Kairos. And some of the horrific things that people have done and God has redeemed them. They're still in prison. They, they need to remain in prison. But, but God can redeem. We've seen this as we've gone to Kairos ministry in prison. We have seen people that were led horrific lives. God change. There is no person so bad that God cannot redeem. He's still in the redeeming business. He's still in the forgiveness business. He's still in all, these, all this business. But how are these people going to know unless the church tells them? The church, I don't mean the building. I mean the people. That's our job. Our job is to proclaim the Word of God, to share the good news. Our job, just remember Jesus when he was a kid, he pulls out the scrolls, or at the beginning of his ministry, he pulls out the scrolls, he's sitting in the synagogue, he says, he pulls out the Isaiah scrolls, and he sits there and says, uh, the, you know, the come, uh, excuse me here, to come to heal the blind, to heal the lame, to let the lame walk and the lepers you know, be healed. He comes against he says, and today the scripture is fulfilled. That scripture is still being fulfilled. Our job as the church is to be helping people to be redeemed. Our job as the church is to go ahead of God, to tell them that God is coming, Christ is coming again. And our job is to help them. You know, help them be redeemed. Help them see. And maybe not physically see, but to see 
to that Christ is the way. Help the leopards. The leopards are considered outcast people. And so those who are outcasts in our society, our job as a church is to let them know that they're loved. That Christ come for them too. See, our job as a church is to go out and share the good news that Jesus Christ has come and is coming again. And there's a day coming when, when, he go, when he comes and that the door of grace will be shut. The door of grace will be shut. And we got to realize, where do I stand at that door? He says, like in the days of Noah, they were giving the marriage, they were drinking, and all this other craziness stuff going along. When he called his people into the ark, the door was shut by the hand of God. Where do we stand at that door? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? They will know we are Christians how? By our love. Love for who? Humanity. Humanity. Well, we're at the shoebox place. They show videos. And of course, a couple people were telling stories that they, because once you earn enough points, I don't, Quintana and I ain't quite figured this out yet, but once you earn enough points, uh, you get to go overseas with the shoeboxes and you get to help hand them out. And she was telling the stories. And she told this lady told this story of a boy. He goes along and, and uh, to open up the box. And on the top, the boy, you know, I think 10 to 14 years old, they got him classified down. He opens up the box and there's a pink set of flip flops in it. And she thought, oh, who's the inspector of that box? It failed. It failed. We failed the system. And she's already taking notes to tell the processing center how they failed. The boy puts his box down, talks to the lady there that's in charge, walks out the door and gives the flip-flops to his mother. Never before has a young man been able to give his mother a gift. What we've seen as a fail, God seen, God knew was a win at the, at the end. How God works in these mysterious ways. See, it, it, even that little shoebox, that little $20, shoe, maybe $20 shoebox that we put together, brings the love of Jesus Christ to somebody on the other side of the world. And many other things that we do that we don't realize, we're involved in missions and everything we do. We're to go tell on the mountain that Jesus Christ has come and is coming again. He's coming again. If there's ever been a time in our world that the world is dark and growing darker, that needs the light of Jesus Christ. It's not about the building. It's not about how beautiful the sanctuary it is. What it's really about is do we have a, the same love for humanity that God has? In Revelation chapter 2, verse 1, the church of Ephesus, it says, you have lost your first love. And we always look at that as they've lost Jesus. They did not. That is not the loss of the first, but it is the downfall of the church. That's the seven churches goes, it goes down from there pretty much. Christ says, those who bless the who? The least of these. Christ talks more about the poor, the outcasts, and he does almost as much as money, prayer, and heaven and hell. See, we got to have this love for the lost. That all people, 
All people were created to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we're the message. That is the greatest gift that we can give anybody, regardless of all the presents you might buy, all the great stuff that you might do for family and friends and people, strangers we don't know. The greatest gift that we can give is the introduction to Jesus Christ and eternal salvation. Christ has already paid the price, already given us the gift. It's our job to share it. And so let me ask the church this question. How are we doing? The fields are ripe, but the workers are few. As we did a baptism today, we talked the difference between baptism and dedication. Are you dedicated to the work of the living Jesus Christ? Let us pray. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, Lord, we come, and Lord, man, I find myself complaining a lot. I don't know about anybody else. I'll just confess my sins to everybody. Uh, Lord, you want me to do what? You want me to go where? You want me to pick up what? You want me to say, talk to who? Give what to who? And yet, Lord, you continue to work despite my rebellious, despite my ignorance, despite all that is wrong with me. And so, Lord, I stand before the church. And Lord, I, any of them, as the pastor of the church, I also, they have done the same as me. Let them confess that sin right now. We failed to hear, hear the cry of the needy. We failed to love you with our whole heart. Lord, we have failed, but by your grace, you have redeemed us. Let us walk out of here as redeemed people that have been in your presence. And Lord, let's let us share with a smile, a handshake, a hug, open door. Let us share your love with everyone we meet. And Lord, we ask you this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
in the name of Jesus. See the world change so many lives. As we the Spirit has walked out the door, let us follow the Spirit right here. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, Lord, as we prepare our hearts to go into the world, Lord, we just ask you, let us follow you wherever you lead us, to share the gospel. Let us use words if we must, but to share the gospel with everyone we meet. Lord, we ask you this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we pray the sight the whole church said, Thank you. 
share a story about my ignorance. We went somewhere with charger plates. Mm -hmm. I thought, man, that's a neat looking plate. I'm telling you about my ignorance. We went somewhere with charger plates. Yeah. 
And I went through the line with both plates. <laughs> Tammy shows up. Where? That plate's in Well, look at the plate that's under the plate. Just for sure. There we go. I am going to bring this forward. Oh, that looks good. There we go. Yeah, I like that. Good work. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Did you find anything? Yeah. Uh -oh. Darcy, I have no idea. This what are we looking for? I probably got a three or four days home. That's being made candles. What was left? One year, they put them. They put them in there, and they put that green green around it, and that green around the bottom. How many Probably about six or eight to finish those candles out. I got all the ones in there. Were there some big ones? Found red ones upstairs? I don't know, Donna. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, Larry, we're going to leave the white on the pulpit. And well, today we will. Yeah, white looks great. Okay, no changes then. No, we're good. Okay. Do you want these left over? Is there a 1230? There is. I'm assuming there is. No, I have turned these off to save batteries. Yes. So this bag is going to get. English quite a lot. I would unplug them all. If they come, they may not think to unplug them. I got this one, darling. 